If you've followed me for any amount of time, you know how much I love a good productivity resource, especially when that resource is designed specifically for us as assistants. Office Otter integrates your messaging apps and email to capture tasks, then helps you streamline your workflow by allowing you to prioritize and rank them. In addition to these benefits, you can also create recurring tasks, turn a task into a task template, quantify and pull reports of all your work, how awesome is that, and so much more. The best part is you can sign up for free. Check out the link in the show notes to learn more and get started. Welcome to the Whole Assistant Podcast. I'm your host, Annie Kroner. I'm an assistant who's passionate about our profession, and I'm also a certified coach who's invested in your success. You've come to the right place if you want to know what it looks like to stand in your power and achieve success as an assistant free from overwhelm and burnout. Now, on to today's episode. Hello, friends. So we are gearing up for another snowstorm here in Denver. The weather has been crazy this year, and it looks like it's going to get a little bit crazier. So... Uh, We had a huge snow a while back that stuck around forever and made the roads mucky forever. So it'll be interesting to see just how much this snow dump leaves and what the roads will be like after that. So, so much fun. We're in January, crazy time of year when it comes to snow. And to be honest with you guys, come January 2nd, I'm kind of over it. Like, I'm ready for spring, I'm ready for warm weather. I love the cold and the snow through the holidays. Then come January, I'm kind of past it. I'm already beyond it. I already want spring. But that's not the reality. We're in Denver, and it's snowy in Denver. Most days it's sunny, though, so that's good. It's not not gray for weeks on end like it was when I lived in Boston. Um, Yeah. So anyway, I'm going to get down to business. Thank you for listening to me rant about the snow. Today, we are talking about the big impact of small decisions. I've been thinking a lot lately about being the CEO of my own life and considering and reflecting on how I want to show up for life in 2023. And so when I view my life through the lens of CEO, a number of questions have come up for me. Do I like how I'm choosing to spend my time? Is how I'm presenting myself a true reflection of the badass CEO I'm becoming? Is how I'm presenting myself a true reflection of the amazing assistant that I am. How would Annie, the CEO, show up for this situation, for this circumstance, for this decision? How am I showing up for my life? And in what areas and in what ways am I relinquishing power to the circumstances around me? How am I giving up power to my situation, to my executive, to my partner, like all those things. Am I standing in my full power most of the time or am I kind of letting go and becoming subjected to my circumstances? So as I consider all these things, I really decided to pay attention to a few things that I'm going to share with you guys today. So the first thing I've chosen to spend time around is and reflect on is how I'm choosing to spend my time. And I think a lot of us hold this lie when it comes to spending time or to owning our time. And most of us as assistants, we believe that our time is not our own. 
And I used to actually say this like in my writing and stuff like that. I'm like, your time is not your own, la 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 la, but that's not true. And the more I realize that I have power and control over my time, the more empowered I become to actually own that, to actually think about my times more strategically, to actually think about how I'm utilizing my time and is it how I want to be spending my time. And the truth is, if the lie is my time is not my own, the impactful truth is you always have a choice. You have a choice at the office. Are you playing whack-a-mole or are, are you using your time strategically to add value? Like you guys know what I mean by whack-a-mole. If you listen to this podcast for any amount of time, it's like knocking things off my list as they come in and trying to like hit all the things. It's kind of like I love Lucy in the chocolate episode where she keeps trying to pick up the chocolates and put them in her mouth to solve the immediate urgent problem of like not being able to keep up with, with the line of chocolates. Um, are you being strategic with your time or are you playing whack-a-mole? Do you intentionally plan and execute your day or are you spending your day kind of buffering? So what do I mean when I say buffering? I mean avoiding some kind of uncomfortable emotion by filling your time with something other than what you should be doing. So for example, if you've got planned to do expense reports and you end up cruising social media instead, high chances are that you're you're buffering. You're trying not to feel the discomfort of actually doing your expense reports. You're you're, um, procrastinating and doing that sort of thing. That's what I mean by buffering. Yeah, I think think I've just decided to really look more at my time and how I'm spending my time. And am I spending the time doing the things that I love? And am I spending the time with the people that I love? And even in my home life, I love my husband. I love my kids. But I've noticed like this year, I really want to grow my friendships and I really want to um, invest in friendships. So I'm very strategic with how I spend my time that way too. I just met with a new friend for coffee this last week. I went out with another girlfriend right after Christmas to celebrate her birthday. Like uh, I went out with another friend to get facials for Christmas, for like a Christmas gift we gave to each other. I really want to be intentional with spending time growing my friendships this year. I really want to invest in those friendships because I find that I am such a more balanced person with others in my life that aren't my family, that are my friends. When I go out and do fun things with them, I just find it to be so life-giving for me. Also, I'm still kind of struggling with trying to figure out a routine for yoga and my health, but I really want to be more intentional with how I spend my time around my health as well. I do want to spend three hours a week going to yoga, like three classes a week, at least. I want to go for walks. I'm So it really comes back to valuing those things enough to prioritize them, make time for them on my calendar, make sure that I'm setting aside energy as well. So at the end of the day, I've got energy to actually go to yoga. Um, and so that is one area that I am leveling up. I want to be the CEO of my time. I want to use and spend my time strategically. So that's one area that I would encourage you to 
make those small decisions around because those small decisions can have a huge impact. Like me spending time with my friends, it was crazy. I went to coffee with a new friend yesterday and then I went home. My husband, we're actually making some improvements to our house. So we were at our, at another house and uh, I was hanging out with my babies and bathing them and getting them ready for bed. Something that would have normally stressed me out, but I just had this fulfilling time with this new friend having coffee So I was good, like that was a need that was met. And I think sometimes we override those small decisions and we override the impact of those small decisions and the big impact that those decisions can make for us. So I would encourage you too to figure out one way that you can up-level how you're spending your time. Are you spending your time on the things that really matter to you and will matter to you in the long run? Also, when it comes to time, I do wanna encourage us all I think that we can tend to have work creep in our lives, especially since COVID, because a lot of us are still working from home or in a hybrid situation. So I just want to say that the decision to be off when you're off and not check your email when you're off and spend that intentional time with your family or spend that intentional time alone or spend that intentional time even sitting on the TV watching television, that rest time is so necessary. So make sure that you're paying attention to that work-life integration as well. Are you, are you finding that fulfilling for you or would you like to spend some more intentional time resting, more intentional time doing things that fill you up? And if so, then I would encourage you to not check your email after hours, to not touch base with the office after hours, to not check your Slack channel after hours, whatever your mechanism may be for communication, just leave it off, leave it closed, spend some intentional time with yourself, with those that you love, doing whatever it is you love, whatever the case may be. So that's the first small decision that I made for myself as CEO of my life. I wanted to be more intentional in 2023, I want to be more intentional in 2023 with how I spend and utilize my time. And then the second intentional choice, small decision that I have made this year for myself already is choosing how I want to present myself. So I think a lot of us believe the lie that how we present ourselves doesn't matter, that we're just the assistant, doesn't matter anyway, I'm just behind my desk, I'm just behind my computer, I'm just at home, nobody's gonna see that I'm wearing sweatpants or whatever. I'm, by the way, I'm a big fan of leggings, so I'm not knocking the sweatpants, but like if you want, if you think that nobody, that it doesn't matter, it totally does because you see you. And the truth is that when we represent ourselves better, we see ourselves better. And honestly, others notice too. And when you value yourself enough to present to the world that part of you that that matters and to present to the world your style even. Like I think sometimes we put ourselves in a box and we're like, well, I don't like gray pants and I don't like gray suits and I don't want to dress all office-y. I think there's a way to incorporate your personal style at the office. I think there's a way to incorporate your personal style in your workspace. How you present yourself matters because you see you. And when you see you, what do you like what you see? And if you don't like what you see, invest in that. Invest in small decisions that can help you Level up your style, level up how you're presenting yourself. Um, This is just an area I have been super aware of lately. Am I showing up the way I want to for myself? Does my outward presentation reflect who I am or who I want to be? 
I will never forget. I was back when I was like a junior EA and I was really wanting to make the leap to a more senior role. I knew that I could do the job. I knew that I could do it. I'd been an EA for a long time. I'd been an assistant for quite a while. I knew that I could do it. And so even how I presented myself on my resume, I started like really considering the one or two opportunities I had to show up as a higher level at a, at a higher level as an EA. And I put that down on my resume and like did this task, like manage this project that was totally senior. But I think I was had been writing it off before as um, as just like a one-off thing. But once I actually presented myself on my resume in the way that I wanted to be perceived in terms of my language, my experience, um, that really helped me see myself in a new light. And it actually helped me get a job as a senior EA. So I do think that how we present ourselves can have a huge impact. And we often forget this. We think that how we present ourselves doesn't matter because some of us are still working from home. Some of us don't go into the office. Or even when we do go into the office, we think nobody's paying attention to us. But here's the deal. You pay attention to you. You get to decide how you want to show up. Now, I'm going to tell you straight up, Denver is a really laid back place. Not a lot of dressing up, not a lot of suits, nothing like that. But I'll tell you what, what, what I do incorporate into my wardrobe frequently. And that is my power piece. And my power piece are my power pieces are my blazers. I love a good blazer. You can put a blazer over a t-shirt, even a graphic tee, and it can look on point. It doesn't have to be a lot, but investing in yourself and that one piece that's gonna elevate you and that one piece of jewelry and that one thing that you can look to and that makes you feel elevated you will show up elevated as well. And others will notice that change, that slight change in your behavior more than in your clothing or and in your clothing too, but they'll notice that difference of attitude and opinion about yourself. So it's interesting. Now, as I step more fully into my role of coach and CEO, CEO of Whole Assistant, I'm starting to consider how Annie, the CEO, that's, that's in air quotes, Annie, the CEO presents herself. I've started to consider this year, what would I like to do differently? What priority do I want to put on being a CEO versus an, versus an assistant? And I get to decide this, which is just so much fun because I love my role as assistant. I'm really excited to step into the role of CEO. I just now finally own that role of CEO. Um, prior, like last year, towards the end of last year, I had some business cards made and my husband looked at them and he's like, you left, you like put founder and coach on here, but you forgot one, one really important title. And I was like, what's that? And he's like, CEO, Annie, you're the CEO of the whole assistant. And so I think that like, I really have been trying to embrace that as well as, and as well as my assistant role. So what does that look like? Those two juxtaposed against each other. How will I show up differently as a CEO versus an assistant? How will my strategy be different? How will I show up differently for myself and my life? I think what also I love about, um, about deciding how I want to show up and how I present myself is that I get to take total ownership of that. And so one of the thoughts my brain loves to offer up is some version of, I don't have a choice. They're making me do this. It's kind of victim-y. I don't like that. And it drives me nuts when I go down that path because I'm like, ooh, I'm totally in victim-y territory and that is not me. And I do not, I don't subscribe to that. <laughs> um, and there was a time in my life where I felt like I didn't have a choice but to subscribe to that. But as I've gone down this coaching path and as I've gone through life, I've realized that I have more of a choice than I think I do. 
I get to decide always, always, always how I show up. And how I present myself is a big part of how I show up. So I want you to think about your next career move and what you'll be doing differently when you get there. I want you to think about what clothes you'll wear. Like what clothes would this elevated person, this person who got this promotion, this person who's in this new role, how would she show up? How would she present herself in meetings? How much money will she be making? Right? And I actually want you to make decisions from that place because when we live into that place, then it becomes habitual. Then we are embracing a new self-concept, a new identity, which is just so much fun. Um, So I would encourage us all to consider how you're presenting yourself. So first of all, how you choose to spend your time. Second of all, how you present yourself. And third of all, the words you use. So I've been considering this a lot, especially when it comes to money mindset and how I talk about money. And I have been really kind of trying to level up. I've, I'll be talking with a friend about money and I'll, I'll hear myself saying something. I'm like, ooh, is that something I want to hold on to? I need to explore that more because <laughs> I don't think that's actually something that will be helpful with me financially moving forward or helpful for me in terms of like creating the life I want. If I've got this limiting belief holding me back and I'm talking about that and that, and that limiting, limiting belief it's rearing, it's, is rearing its ugly head, I get to decide what I want to do with that. And I can take notice of that in that moment and then come back to it later and consider, okay, so this is something that I think I have an underlying belief about. This is something that uh, was inherited from my family, or this is something that I grew up thinking or believing. And, um, and so that's one way in which I'm elevating my words that I use. And also the question I would ask you is how do you talk to yourself? Are you overly harsh on yourself? Do you tell yourself you can't do X, Y, or Z? Do you limit yourself? Do you call yourself names or berate yourself? Here's the deal, guys. And I'm going to drop a true, like a truth bomb right now. Your words are a reflection of your inner truth. I'm going to say that again. Your words are a reflection of your inner truth. So as I was talking about before, I've really paid a lot of attention lately to how I talk about money. It does matter. It doesn't matter how much money I make. If my story is that money is not abundant and there will only ever be only enough, that will be my reality. Your words are a reflection of your inner truth. And honestly, I make, I make good money as an assistant and I'm making some money as whole, with whole assistant now too. So this idea that I have this lack around money that's a, that's, that's a thought that I need to pay attention to or I'll only ever have enough or some anxiety around money, right? Uh, I'm paying attention to those things because I know they need to be addressed. So even bringing awareness to those things, to how we're talking about ourselves uh, and how we're treating ourselves. I Like I mentioned before, briefly, I went to get a facial with a friend this last weekend and this woman was amazing. Like just how she touched my face and caressed my face and like, was really gentle and very nice and like lovely to my face um and there were some parts of that facial that were painful too but like she was just so great and I'm like remember leaving that place and telling my friend I'm like I have to touch myself like that like on my face like she was just so gentle like I want to like put on my creams that way and like wash my face that way cleanse myself that way like just be gentle with myself 
But I think that also can be reflected in how we talk to ourselves. So how do you talk to yourself? How are you using your voice or not using your voice with others? Do you speak up for yourself and others when necessary? Right? This is a big one because I think a lot of us don't utilize our voice with others. And instead, we just turn around and beat ourselves up and berate ourselves for not utilizing our voice when necessary. Standing up for your friends, standing up for people um, who may not have as much of a voice in the situation as you. And also, it's so funny because like I, I swear when I'm passionate, so I will, I cuss. I tend to, I, I, I've got potty mouth, especially when I'm passionate. And I try to keep it off this podcast because I know a lot of people listen to this podcast, like I do, when I'm driving around with my kids, and I can't listen to the podcasts that have swearing in them when I'm driving around with my kids because I don't want them to pick it up. So I've been really mindful. I'm like, okay, so if my kids can't say this word, then why do I think it's okay that I say this word? I still swear when I'm meeting with clients, especially if I'm really impassioned about something. Um, But, uh, and I don't feel bad about it. It's authentically who I am and where I'm at right now. But I have been considering my words more. Your words matter. How you talk to yourself matters. Choosing the right words um, and being intentional with how you're choosing to show up for yourself and the words you use, it matters. It all matters. And so I've just been paying a lot of attention to that. And I've also just been very hyper aware of the words that I'm using lately and when I'm not speaking up as well. And last but not least, the choice of environment. Now, this one has been a big one for me. And there's a lie. There's a lie. The lie around this is the work's what matters, not the environment. When the truth is, it all matters. Your environment matters, how you're choosing to show up and present yourself matters, the words you choose matter, um, how you choose to spend your time matters. Now, some of us are in less than ideal work environments. You might even be in an environment or culture that is abusive, combative, or toxic. Now listen, friends, I have been there. I have been there. Hear me when I say this. I had a stroke in such an environment, so please hear me when I tell when, when I tell you I completely get it. But guess what? I chose to show up to that job every day, the one where I had the stroke at the office. I chose to show up to that job. It is still a choice. Yes, you might need to make money. Yes, you might need your job. If you'd like help getting out, I'm more than happy to coach you to get there, but Wherever you are, you are choosing to go to the environment you're going to every day. So I just want to say that first and foremost, you have a choice. Even when it feels like you don't have a choice, even if it feels feels like you're between a rock and a hard place, you always, always, always have a choice. It's so funny. I listened to my my coach, Britt Castillo, talk about about her kids and having really young kids. This was several years ago. She's got grown-up kids now, but when she had young kids, she was at the park and she just felt trapped. She felt like she couldn't do what she wanted to do because she had these little kids and she loved her boys, but she was, she just felt like, like she didn't want to always be like present with them. She was a stay at home mom. She didn't want to stay home. And so she's at the park with them one day and she just had this realization. And the realization was like, I can just get up and leave. Like, I don't have to stay here. I don't, I can just walk away at any time. 
And through that, she realized that she was choosing to stay. And I think when we actually make the intentional choice to stay, even if we don't particularly care for our reason, as so long as we're honest with why we're staying, like I'm staying in this job because I need the paycheck and I'm, I'll look for a job at this point, or I'm going to look for a job at this point, that'll be a better fit or whatever the case may be. Just know that you are choosing to stay. You have a choice. We all have a choice. So I like to think about choice of environment so much, especially this last summer when my husband and I were separated, I bought myself a house and it's this cute little 1930s bungalow. It's adorable. It's got this built-in banquette and a porch swing and it's just the cutest thing. And I decorated it with stuff I found at the thrift store and with um, art by my friends and uh, art that I created back in college. And then I had my grandmother's like antique stuff and I found things at the at the thrift store that reminded me of like my childhood and so I've surrounded myself with all this all these beautiful things in this beautiful place and my husband at one point asked me he said Annie did you ever feel like our home was your home because you did not put as much love and care and attention into decorating our house as you are this home and I thought about it for a minute I'm like you know at the time we moved into our home I did not have a lot of money uh we we didn't have much money to decorate or do anything or make it our own. And I I wasn't putting as much emphasis on the environment that I was living in. Now, when I say emphasis, I don't mean money. Like I said, I furnished my place with stuff I found at thrift stores and an Ikea bed. Like I, I did it on a dime, but I still made it my own. And um, I've had the, like this epiphany since that like, my environment does matter to me. I'm a very visual person. I studied design in college. My environment does matter. And what I surround myself with every day does matter. So even in my office, like I would encourage you, what does your desk look like? Is it clean? Is it tidy? Can you find things easily? Can you grab things? Um, do you surround yourself with beauty? Have you created systems to make your environment something you love or dread? Also ask yourself, what shift can you make in your environment? Like you may not have much right now. What shift can you make in your environment to improve it? Little intentional choices can improve your self-concept. Whether that choice is your choice of environment, whether that choice is the choice of words you use, whether that choice is how you decide to present yourself or how you choose to spend your time. Little decisions matter. We've got to stop lying to ourselves and saying that they don't. So even if you can't make the shift right now, even if you can't like create the environment you want right now, or even if you can't afford new clothes or anything like that, deciding how you want to show up for yourself matters. It's not about money. It's not about what things cost. It's about you choosing you daily. You choosing you daily. And so I love this so much because those little choices can improve your self-concepts, can improve your self-concept as a CEO of your own life and stepping into that reality by deciding how you want to show up for yourself, by deciding the words you want to choose, by, by deciding the words you want to use, by deciding all those little choices, they all add up. So that's my encouragement to you guys today is to really step into the CEO role of your life. Stop living at the effect of your circumstances. 
because you can improve your self-concept with these little shifts. I am all for managing my mind to improve my self-concept, but sometimes actually managing the outside circumstance can be helpful (laughs) because it can create for us an environment conducive to managing up in other areas. It can create freedom for us when, when we have an organized desk to be able to utilize that mental headspace in another area. When I have my power blazer on, that frees me up to be able to tap into my own power more. I think the reason why that happens is because, is because it just makes it all the easier to think those powerful thoughts about myself. When I show up for myself in that way, it empowers my brain to show up better as well. So that is what I have for you guys today. The impact of small decisions. Please go make some small decisions and report back. Uh, I cannot wait to hear about your small decisions. Please email me at Annie at wholeassistant.com. That is what I have for you guys today. Be intentional, be whole. That is all for now.